two is the peace of God. And then number three is circumstances. And when you get all these three things lined up specifically and perfectly, you don't have to worry about the crash. You don't have to fear a crash landing when that happens. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 gives us a promise that, that if we trust in the Lord with all our heart and we lean not to our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge Him um, he will, or seek His will, He will direct our paths or show us which path to take. So the first one is the Word of God. You know, there's two types of Word of God. And you're like, what are you talking about? There's only one Word of God. Yes, this is the Word of God. But what I mean is there's a written Word. This is a written Word. And then there's a rhema Word. A rhema word is when some, um, when it's a now word. It's a word that, that is personal. It's alive. It's for you right now because this is for everybody, okay? But, you know, as you're going through stuff, you may read a scripture and all of a sudden it becomes rhema to you. It jumps out. You ever read a scripture in the Bible and it just jumped out at you? Yeah, that's a rhema word. You ever, you ever had me read script, something from the Bible and I was, as I was reading it? Or I was even preaching in the middle of my message, and as I preached it, something just, you just it just took your breath off much, or you just felt this, this man, that's a rhema word. It's alive. It's active. It's personal to you. Psalms 119 and 30. The light is a harbor, the light of the word of God. So Psalms 119 and 130 says, the teaching of your word gives light. So when we teach the word, it gives light. So even the simple can understand. Praise God for that scripture. I feel good because of that scripture. Because I'm simple. I'm not really I'm not I'm not I'm not real smart when it comes to that kind of I'm not really overeducated in the area. So it's, I love that it's simple, you know. So Psalms 119 and 133, direct my footsteps in the word. Right? It also says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So that scripture, all those scriptures there are telling us that this word is a light. It's one of those harbor lights. It's saying that if you want light, you want direction, you want guidance, look, you know, what, what was it? Uh, some, some movie from a long time ago, look at the light, look for the light or something. No, I don't know, anyway. Poltergeist, okay, that's whatever it was. Demonic movie. But anyway, but, but anyway, so it's a written word. So people get, but, but you got to be careful because some people want to give a rhema word to you. You know, and Pastor Tammy was so good last week, man. She spoke words of life, and man, she would say stuff, and, and she would sit there, you listen, and, 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 and God would speak to her, and it would be very specific, you know. And, um, but a lot of people say, thus saith the Lord of God, and it's not. And you're like, that's the, thus saith you, you know. You ever had somebody tell you something to God, and you're like, Psh. I don't know. When God tells me that, I'll agree, but right now, you in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? You know, but thus saith the word of God. And you got to be careful with that because that rhema word, we can get too, too, too froggy with that and use that word to our own advantageous to try to get people to sway the way we want them. Right? Because when someone, someone says God says, all of a sudden we're like, yes. You know? And so we got to be careful because so many people will manipulate you with that. And you got to be careful. But some get, and that's not the real Holy Spirit. You want Holy Spirit to direct you and guide you. But, again, it has to line up with this this word, the first light, is 100% necessary to line up with that word. Um, you know, I've had some situations in my life that, that you know, I was, I, when I first got called to ministry, you know, I, I knew it was in the word, how it says there's pastors, preachers, and teachers and all that. And so I had, you know, I had that, you know, and I knew it. I, I needed to go ahead and step out and, 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 and go into, into ministry. 
And God spoke to me. And I, you know, I, heard, I heard myself saying, God, show me your will. Show me your will. And then all of a sudden, these scriptures started popping out at me. And I started having these emotions and these feelings of, of, of helping people and leading people and doing these things. And it just one step after another happened. You know, and uh, um, Luke 10 and 2 says, Then Jesus said to his followers, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest and send laborers into his harvest. And God started talking to me about, man, teenagers are suffering and they need help. They need need a a pastor that can lead them and guide them and direct them. And I had a youth pastor and a young adult pastor, you know, Pastor um, um, Linda Akins. And and so she was so good. But but I knew that her time was coming to a close and I wanted to help. and, And God was showing me all these things. And send, send workers, and we need that. We need that today. Today you heard me talk about how we need somebody to drive the van on Sundays. You know, you hear me talk about we need people to help in the green room and, and, and with, in different parts of, of, of ministry. We need, we need ushers and, and this kind of stuff. And if you want to be uh, you're in here and you want to be an usher, man or woman, you know, um, Dwayne Vili is, is in charge of that now. And so he's going to take care of you. And you just go to him and um, let him know. And he'll put you on the list and get you on a rotating schedule. And we'll do some training and all that stuff. You know, we need greeters. We need, you know, we need all kinds of stuff. We need, we need laborers because we are growing. And we need to, when people come, we need to be able to be ready to help them and guide them. See, like, like last week, we're almost out of seats. So we need to have ushers up when someone comes in late um, for whatever reasons. Maybe they had a flat tire or whatever. We can say, hey, here's a seat over here for you. Here's right here. What else do you need? When something goes wrong, in the, you know, that kind of stuff. So we need those laborers. We need people to help. Uh, <coughs> and so, but also, you know, we, we know that God gives us the desires of our heart. But you've got to be careful because sometimes the devil will give you a desire as well. Sometimes the devil will put something in your way to try to give you, a, try to make you want something, right? Because it looks good to our flesh. When the devil gives you a desire, it always pleases your flesh. The devil's never going to give you a desire that pleases your soul. He's always going to give you a, 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 a one that pleases yourself. But also, sometimes it ain't the devil and it ain't God. It's just our old sinful nature. Scripture says that we're pulled away and drawn away from our own lust. It's our own things that's drawing it. That's, that's my desire to do this because I have a lust for, 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 for significance. I have a lust to be successful. I have a lust for whatever. You know, and, and, and that's the enemy. That's not God. And that's not even the devil. It's not God. It's, it's you. So, so the thing is, is um, we got to know that, and, you know, we, sometimes we, 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 God speaks to us. And we hear God and we see God and we read in his word and we have all these, these lines lined up, but we're still standing there not doing nothing. We know God's called us to do it, but, but, but we end up doing like uh, Deuteronomy 2 and 3 um, does not tell us to do. It says, you have encompassed this mountain long enough. You've walked around with, knowing that you need to serve. You've walked around that mountain long enough. It's time to serve. It's time to get involved. It's time to do what God's called you to do. Not just, I'm not talking about just serving here. Maybe it's something else in your life. Maybe you've been wanting to do something for a really long time. God's saying, you know what, maybe, maybe if these three lines up and they're all lined up, what, is there li- the three, li- the three uh, lights are lined up, why are you still waiting? Why are you still waiting for this? Move and do it. Most of the time, you know, it'll, it'll be si- simple principles. When we do hear that, it'll be simple things. God's not going to try to bog you down with all this, this, this heavy theological stuff. It's going to be simple things in your life. Like if you're facing, if you're facing and you're getting pretty worried and you're, you're getting down and a little distraught, you know, all of a sudden because you've got the Word of God in your heart and you study the Word of God, you read the Word of God, you know, then all of a sudden you'll think about that scripture that my peace I give to you, let not your heart be troubled. Believe it also in me. Maybe cast your cares upon the Lord, you know. But if you don't know the word of God and you never read your word of God, hopefully you are 15 minutes every day. Don't forget about that. We're still in 100 days of glory. 
you know, 100 days of glory, but, but you read your word so that way whenever things happen, you have the word of God to come and be rhema to you, to be live and active. But if you don't know it, you can like, okay, God. You know, you just, you're like, I don't know what to do, you know. Um, but if you are struggling and you, do, you don't know where Scripture is at, you know, thank God for Dr. Google nowadays. You can say Scripture's on fear, and then it'll, it'll put a big list of Scriptures on fear. You know, on, on whatever you're dealing with, on getting a job, whatever it may be. And, it'll, it'll take, and then you get your Bible out. Just don't believe what it says and where it's at. Get your own Bible out and you look it up for yourself. You know, so, so that'll help you. But maybe you get ticked off at somebody and, you, and you're really mad and you want to fight somebody or punch or do something wrong. And then you remember the scripture that says, to degrees that you give mercy to others, you will have mercy returned back unto you. You know, and you'll have that scripture. Maybe, maybe when you're mad and you want, you want to hold unforgiveness against somebody, you'll remember 70 times 7, you know. Um, and, and you'll know and, and you'll, you'll know these things. And it'll just be little, little nuggets like that will come to you, you know. Um, and so we need to let God's guidance begin. And here's, here's what I want you to know before I go to number two. God's word absolutely will never, ever, say never, ever for me. Never, ever. Violate its own word. When God tells you something, it will always agree with this. Always. No matter, I don't care who tells you. I don't care who it is. I don't care anybody. I don't care how much you respect the people. I don't care what it is. If they tell you something that does not agree with this word of God, that's not right. Don't follow them. I don't care if, if I tell you something that does not agree with the word of God. Don't listen to me. Follow me as I follow Christ. You know, but it's always. Remember that. The Bible is, um, let me get this right fast. The Bible, there's two Bibles, the same Bible, so, but they're, they're bookends. Everything that happens in your life will be within these two bookends. It'll, 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 the word will come from here, and the word will be confirmed here. It will never go outside of these parameters. It will always be confirmed and will never violate, never, ever. Number two, the peace of God. Now, it's not peace with God. Peace with God is being saved. Okay, the peace of God is, is this, this, uh, Internal, calm, inward knowing. This is a calm, inward, peaceful knowing. You just, you just feel, you're like, I just know that I'm supposed to do this. Anybody ever felt that before? It's so good. you just like, I just know that. Okay, so it starts off, the Word of God. The Word of God talks, it's live, and you're reading it. You're like, man, I need to do this. I really feel like this. I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden, you have this peaceful knowing. There's another commentary that says, the peace of God is defined as a rest, a calm assurance, inside that is not dependent upon circumstances i love that that last little that, that last little part not dependent upon circumstances god says it and then you got a, a peace and you know what the peace is but it doesn't matter what the circumstances are you know um and so so i love that that, that, that it's not based on circumstances colossians three fifteen, let the peace of god rule acting like an umpire in your hearts calling in and out the plays deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind. I love that. That, that, that. that peace is like an umpire saying, hey, you got a peace, you're safe. You know what I'm saying? No peace, you're out of there. You know what I'm saying? So however you want to look at it, but let that be. Hey, hey man, listen, you don't have a peace. You got three, two, you know, three balls and two strikes, man. You're about to get out. Don't, don't, don't move. You stay in, the, stay in the box. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you want, however you want to look at it. But how powerful is that, that? That peace is like an umpire. It guides us and leads us and, and is the umpire in our life. Um, Colossians 3.15 in the Amplified Translation, another translation that has a cool spin on it. It says, let the peace of Christ 
and inner calm of the one who walks daily with him be the controlling factor in hearts and deciding and settling all that arise. Amen. So it's saying, let that, that peace, the one, the one that you walk with every day. Okay, then it goes back to how do you walk with him every day? You read your Bible and you pray every day. That's how you walk with him. So who, who, who wants that peace? Amen. Anybody want that peace of, you know, you got some stuff in your heart right now? So let's just go ahead and write this second and pray for that a little bit. Lord, I just pray for the peace of God, Lord Jesus, right now. God, Lord, I pray that that inner spirit, God, that they would have a calm and a rest, and it would guide them and it would lead them. No matter what's going on around them, they would have this peace in their heart, knowing that you are in control and that you are on the throne and you are with them. And as you walk with them daily, God, they are walking with you, and they feel that supernatural, peaceful in their heart. Let that peace be a, an umpire, God, and let them keep them safe safe and not call them out father lord in, in jesus name amen 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 we will never have peace of god if you don't have peace with god if you are if you are not saved you will never have the peace of god it just it's impossible because you can't have that they the, the, it's like one with the other you got to have the peace with god and then you get the peace of god you can't have the peace of god if you're not with god amen so um, but anyway, it is a determining factor, um, the peace that helps make big and little decisions. So, and you may say, well, I don't know what the next step is, Pastor Doug. I, I got a, a little peace and I, I got a word, but I don't know. I'm still not really sure, okay? Well, then what you do is you start moving. It's like, anybody know it's a whole lot easier to start put, to push a moving vehicle rather than one that stopped? Us men, if you ever, or maybe a woman, got out of the car and tried to help a vehicle off the side of the road. <laughs> Once it's going, you can do it with one hand. But that, getting it going, man, your, your, your thighs hurt the next day real bad, right? So, so, but, so but, but the thing is, is so what you do is you're like, okay, God, I got it in my word. I have peace about it, but I'm still concerned about the direction. So you start walking somewhere. You start moving in a direction. And that inner peace will either get more calm or all of a sudden it will start getting unsettled. You're like, oh, okay, that's not it. And then you back up and you're like, okay, maybe this, you know, so sometimes you just got to kind of like go and you just, you just start moving and say, okay, God, I, I, I feel led to go. Now, sometimes you just need to be still, right? Sometimes you just be still until the right circumstance. But, but sometimes God's like, just go ahead. I want you to learn trust and I want you to learn to trust your, your peace. And so you, that's, that's what happens when you start going somewhere and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's not right. Have you ever done something and you, you're like, oh, that's not right. You backed up and did it right and you felt so good about it. Then that way you trusted yourself before. Have you ever heard from God in something and you realize you're like, oh, that's not right. And then you, you, you heard from God and you knew exactly what to do and you did it. It just made you feel so good that you know that you heard from God. You know that you did the right thing. And that increases your faith, right? Um, and so, you, you, you know, God cannot, cannot guide a head that's still in the bed. You got to get out of the bed and start moving. Okay, and then the third one, harbor light number three is circumstances. Far too many times, you know, we put this light first, and it should be the last one, right before the final bookend, because we look at circumstance. Oh, here's an opportunity, and you just go, and you fail. It crushes you, because yeah, you, the opportunity's there. But, it's, but it's, you don't have peace about it, and it's the right, it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's not God's will, or maybe it's not the right timing. So that's why you got to have all three. 
the word of God, the peace, and then the circumstance, and then the circumstance, and then the circumstance. Not the word of God, circumstance, and then peace. The circumstance may be there, but you don't even worry about the circumstance until you've had peace about it. Circumstances should confirm God's guidance, not be the only factor in God's guidance. Samuel, be becoming, becoming king, okay, he had the word of God. Samuel gave him the word of God. Samuel was listening from God, talk, God talking to Samuel. Samuel said, you're supposed to be king. Okay, good, good. Okay, there you go, boom, got the word of God. David's like, yep, I received that. I feel peace about that. Okay, boom, number two. I got peace, okay? Now, the circumstance had not opened up yet. Saul was still king. So if he went to try to be king, hey, bud, that's my throne, Jack. It would have been real bad for him, right? So he had, the circumstance was not ready. So yes, he had two of the three, two of the three lined up, but it was not the right circumstance. The timing was not right yet. So sometimes you have it in the word of God and you have the peace and you know in your, you know in your knower that that's what you're supposed to do in your spirit, but it's not time to move yet, you know? And so we got, we got to be careful with that. You know, saying, that's what happened with me when I got called to preach. I got called to preach. I, felt, I saw the word of God. I felt the peace about it. I felt the unction, but... I, I was working um, out of town with Dad, and the opportunity I had, a, there was somebody in the youth pastor position where I was at. And, and I knew, here's what it was, I knew that I was called to that church at that time. But I was like, God, I'm not called here. There's a youth pastor right here. And so I was like, but, okay, I'm just going to wait around. I didn't push it. I didn't try to be the youth pastor. I didn't, I just kept my mouth shut and just kept quiet. And then all of a sudden, her, her, um, her mom had cancer. And he, she said, I want you to take my place, and I want you to kind of step up in the interim while I'm dealing with my mom. And I was like, okay, maybe, God, maybe you're talking about this, you know, and, and that it's just part-time. And so then, okay, good, good, good. And so then it became a thing where, where she, she um, was dealing with her mom, and that was a long period of time. And I was like, I'm supposed to be full-time. I, I felt called to be full-time, but I was only part-time. So here's the thing was, I was full-time position, part-time position. I was called to full-time, but only had part-time. Because God's will had not fully fleshed out yet. So what I would do was I would, I would go out of town and work with Dad, and we'd be down there in, in Rocky Mount doing the, the, the school benefits and stuff. And then I would drive home at 5 o'clock. I would drive home real quick, two and a half hours, and get home about 10 minutes to 7, and I would teach, preach the youth group. And then after youth group was over, I would get back in my car and drive back to Rocky Mount, and then I would go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, work again. I would come home Friday night. Stay Saturday, come to church on Sunday, teach the kids on Sunday morning, and then I would get in my car and go back out of town again. I was called a full time, but it wasn't time yet. And then it came to where her, 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 her mom passed, and then all of a sudden we found that she had cancer. Then it came time for, for me, you know. But in between that, it came, it went when I was having no pay, and then it went when I was making $100 a month, and then $100 a week, you know what I'm saying? But it was a process. And so all of it had to go into line, and then the circumstances arose, boom. For me to be in full-time ministry. And you know what, 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 Pastor, what do you mean by circumstances? Okay, open and shut doors. There's an open door and a shut door. Here's a problem with Christians. We love to push a cracked door. When the door's cracked, that don't mean it's open. There's access that may, may mean, hey, just to give you a little piece, hey, it's opening, here it goes, just like my situation. It was cracked. But if I would have said, hey, why don't you just go ahead and stay with your mom? I'm called to this anyway. Linda would have been like, psh, uh-uh. You know? The pastor would have been like, psh, who do you think you are, man? 
You know, so I, you can't push a cracked door open. You've got to wait till that door all the way opens up. And sometimes the enemy cracks it just to see if you'll push it through. Sometimes the enemy just wants to say, hey, hey, go ahead, go ahead. It's good, go ahead. He's getting, he's getting just excited about it, just enjoying it, you know. And then, you know, maybe another circumstances will be financial provision. We know we want to move out of this building. We're going to be here for a little while. You know, we got, we're signing, we're signing a two-year lease, but we're, I'm, I'm believing that next year we're going to be going to two, we're already be at two services and we're going good and we, we can buy the lease out or we can have somebody else move in and um, take our lease over and we can move out and be, build a building, have a building, do something. You know, but, but, but so I, I, I've read it in the Word. I feel a good peace about it, but circumstances have not come yet. You know, so we got to wait till the circumstances are right. If you try to move too soon, man, it, you know, think about it. Right before COVID, we were getting, we were thinking about moving. But if we hadn't heard the voice of God, you know, and said, let's just, you know, let's just sign the lease for a little bit while longer. If we hadn't have done that, we would have tried to move into a facility. And then all of a sudden, COVID would have hit, and we wouldn't have been able to pay the bills. So we got to trust that when we're following God, that God's timing is perfect. And that everything works good with God. Where God guides, he will always provide. And when we need something, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be able to do it. So we've got to trust God. You know, and we're, how does he guide? Sometimes, through, in circum, sometimes circumstances, you may have a, a trusted friend or a pastor or a wise counsel from somebody. You know, um, but you don't need that person to go to to get wise counsel that you know is going to tell you yes. You don't need a yes man or a yes woman. You need somebody that's going to be honest with you and say, hey, man, I see you're excited, but that may not be the right idea. That, you know, I know you're called, I know, but you've got to be careful, you know. Um, and so you need that because, I mean, I, I've been to, I've went to people before that I knew that were going to say yes. And I knew when I went to them they were going to say yes because I wanted a yes, you know. And then it caused me a lot of hardships, see what I'm saying? So we've got to be careful with that. Um, Psalms 42 and 16, and I will build... The blind, I'm sorry, I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they knew not, that they have known, not known. I, I will make darkness light before them and make their crooked way straight. God's like, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. If I'm calling you, I'm going to provide. But I don't know how to do this. I didn't know how to pastor. You know, just like when I, when I was assistant pastor under her, I thought, oh, I, just, I could be a youth pastor. No problem. I do this all the time. But then I realized, whoa, there's a lot more that I didn't know about. You know? And then when I, then I was assistant pastor for five years before I did this as a youth pastor. I was like, oh, I did it. Oh, I was interim pastor. You know, I, when I was at White Oak, um, while the, pastor, the pastor, previous pastor I had left, and for about five or six months, you were there, and for about six months, I was a pastor. You know? And I said, like, oh, I, I did it for six months. I know what to do. You know? It ain't nothing like I thought. It ain't. You know, you may think you know, but it's not. It just, and it, so I was not prepared. And so now, so, but, but God has given me the tools and helped me along and gave me what I needed to get it done and make it happen. And he will, but God, he will always do that. And he was saying, look here, you know, you gotta, you look, you're looking down a crooked path, and I'll make that crooked path straight. It's dark, but I'll put some light on it. I'll help you. I'll guide you. I'll direct you. Isaiah 22 and 22. When the doors open, no one will be able to close them. And when the door closes, no one will be able to open them. And when God opens a door, the devil cannot shut it. And when the door is shut, you can't, when the door is shut, you can't open it. And if you try to take, be a fireman and, and, and take an axe to it and try to tear that door down, you're walking into some dangerous ground. 
So, so let's just recap this real quick. Go ahead if you want to. If you have one or two, two of them, in, in, if you have two of them in line and the third one's not lined up, it will not work. It's either God, not God's will or not God's timing. Psalms 37 and 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. We already talked about this. Sometimes the enemy gives you the desires. But, but, but what do you mean? He'll give, so he'll give me my desires, whatever I want? No, 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 no. Here's what that means. Is that you give, he will give you the desires. The desires you have, if you're walking upright with God, he put them desires in you. And then as you begin to, to, to trust God, read the word, feel the peace, and the circumstances are right, that desire will begin to increase. Okay? And so, but and if it's not God, then that desire will wither away. If it's your own or God, if you're walking in, in the peace of God. So we got to constantly delight ourselves. How do we delight ourselves in the Lord? What does that mean? You pray, you read, you fast, you trust God. And over time, you'll know it'll either, like I said, either you'll have more peace or the peace will wither away. And He will make your desires. There's this, I, told, I talked about a story um, a couple weeks ago about, about me being lost from dad and stuff. And there's another, another story um, that's really similar, close to it. But uh, this, little, this little kid was in, in the Super Target. And he ran away, and he just—he was ADD, kind of like I was in my, in my story. But he ran away, and he just kept moving, kept running around. And he was—he was scared. And finally, he got so scared, he just sat down, broke down, and started crying and screaming. And the dad came down to him and grabbed his shoulder and said, "Hey, son, I'm, I'm here." And then he, he got down on his level and looked at him and said, "Listen, here's the, here's here's the deal. I want you to be careful. If this ever happens again, which it should not, or I'm gonna beat your butt." No, I'm like, I'm gonna tell your backside to peace now. No, he said, if this ever happens again, what I want you to do is I want you to be still. Don't move. Don't run around. If you can't find me, just be still and start screaming out my name. Start calling my name out. Dad, Dad, Daddy, and I will come find you. I just want you to know. And as long as you're screaming my name out, I will never leave the store. I will always come and find you. I will not leave without you. Okay, And so we got to get to that place to where we lost and we're like, God, I don't know what to do. We just need to be still, cry out in his name, and allow him to direct us and guide us. And he will find us, and he will never leave without us. The promise that I want to echo in our hearts today is that if we want clear direction, we got to say, Lord, I need your help with my finances, with my family, with my work. Maybe it's just a yes or a no. I don't know what, what's going on in your life that you're looking for, but God can do that. God can help you. God can lead you. God can direct you. You're just going to have to trust Him and make sure these are on both sides of your life. No, let me say it this way. This is on both sides of your life because this is this. These are the bookends. And then let the peace of God come. And whenever you get all three of them lined up, then you're like, okay, that was like the race car thing you know where you see yeah, and then just go okay whatever <laughs> I want the peace of God for your heart I want you I pray that in, you know in, in, in our um, leadership meetings you know we, we have that you know 
Sometimes I'll be like, let's go. Somebody will be like, oh, well, hold on a minute. You need to think about this. Somebody else will be like, hey, I, I think it's okay. Somebody else will be like, hey, yeah, we could, but this right here. And, and, and we, ha we have that wisdom around the table. When, once we decide to go, we've got, we've got the word of God, the peace of God, and the circumstances are all ready to go. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Who would say, Pastor Doug, I'm, I'm trying to make some decisions, I'm, I, or maybe I need direction. Not even decisions. I just need direction and guidance in my life. And I just, you know, I want those three to line up and, and just help me, Lord, to be uh, discernment, have discernment to, to know when they're all three are lined up. Is that you in the room today? You just say, hey, I just need some discernment. I need some guidance. I need some direction. Anybody? Oh, yes, there you go. Okay, amen, 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 amen. I see those hands. Yes, keep going up. Yep, yep, amen, amen, I want, amen. Every time I start to move on, somebody else's hand goes up, amen. Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus. God, you are the supreme being. You are the El Shaddai. You are the great I am. And God, our desire is to follow you, to serve you, to be guided by you, to know your will, to go your way. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that anybody under the sound of my voice that is in this room, online, or sees it online. Father, that, that they never step outside of your voice. That they always walk in the authority of who you are. And they always seek in your word and seek in your, your peace. And, and the circumstances follow that. And God, that we never move too quickly. But maybe we move slowly to see if we're heading in the right direction, God. And anytime we head in the wrong direction, let us be very sensitive to your spirit so that we can stop and, and, and that peace will begin to quiver and be unsettling in our hearts and we can back up and go in a different direction. Help us, Lord, to do that. Help us, Father, to trust you. Help us, God, to, to make the right decisions. Help us, God, to seek your face with all of our heart, God, and, and, and turn from our wicked ways. Help us to seek your guidance, God, to trust you, to read the word, to understand the word, to begin to know the word, to study God's word, Father, so we can know how to act and when to act. God, we really want to be led by you. I want to be led by you. Kingdom Impact wants to be led by you. People watching online want to be led by you. Help us, God. To, to not move without your spirit. Because as they did, Lord, Father, Lord, and, and, and the Israelites, God, you had the, the, the pillar of fire by day, I mean, cloud by day and pillar of fire by night, Father. If they moved outside of that, it wasn't good. But as long as they followed the cloud, everything was a-okay. God, help us to follow your cloud of victory and let us walk in victory and authority in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody give God praise. Say hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. So I want you to go in peace today and seek your heart. Trust God and let him guide you and direct you for, your, for his will to be done in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love you. You're a big deal to me and a bigger deal to God. Have a great day. I'll talk a little bit in fellowship some before you leave.